hey, hey, welcome to Unapologetically Feminine, the space where all of you is welcome and celebrated. I am your host, Jane Wynn, and my intention here is to support, empower, and celebrate women to say yes to the most epic, radiant, turn on and juicy as fuck version of themselves and to experience the most orgasmic, ecstatic, open to God kind of relationship and intimacy. Join me on this show will be some of the most amazing souls, revolutionaries, potent creatives, teachers and devotees to the feminine art. This is a space with potent transmissions, intimacy, open-hearted conversations, laughters, tears, and everything in between. So let's go and let's play. Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome back to episode two of Unapologetically Feminine. So in this episode, I want to share with you about what it takes to to become and to embody the most epic, juicy, radiant, turn on as fuck version of yourself. And this episode is very special to me, especially today when I'm turning 35 and waking up feeling so much more alive and passionate and juicy, 35 and juicy. And, and yeah, I want to share like what, what it really took for me to be here and share with you like really openly and honestly the, the transformations that happen on my journey. So for many of us, especially Mothers, we have a very busy schedule, you know, dropping off kids and making them lunch and dinner and running around doing all the things, making sure the house is clean. And on top of that, if you are like me running a business, you know, there's so many things that's required. I have my hands in different businesses. And so majority of my time is occupied. And the question that I often get asked is like, how do you do it? How do you say yes to all the things? And, you know, I pride myself in having one of the most epic, loving, devotional relationship that many dream of. And as I reflect here today on my journey, I realized like the the simple things that I do on a regular basis that really makes a big difference in long term. You know, a lot of time we we tend to go for one like one big pot, one big transformation, and we think that that's all it takes. And you know, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to this um, personal development and spiritual healing journey, many fail to mention the you know the day-to-day boring stuff yet I have found that these things create such sustainable results in the long term I'm not saying that you don't go and experience one big transformation at a workshop a seminar or you know a journey 
But so many of this is firstly shifting the belief that you, know, you only do it once and it's all done. Like it has been a continuous evolving journey of who I am or who I've become and continuously like saying yes to the deepest truth of my soul, which is that I am deserving of it, of it all, that I am worthy of it all. And not saying that it's easy, right? It can be, but so much of my journey has been about removing the blocks and limitation and the conditionings that have been imprinted um, in me, in my system when I was little. And when it comes to this whole thing about being juicy and radiant and feeling so much aliveness and eros and energy, the key thing that I have to do is to prioritize myself. And this is the format that many busy women, you know, women who've got like multiple things on a to-do list and multiple to-do lists. And it's a big shift for women to firstly prioritize themselves and know that their needs, their wants, their desires matter. Because we've been told that it's greedy to, to say yes to yourself, to receive so much and to put yourself first. And often I see women and I've done this, I've done this too, you know, I, I used to hustle a lot. I'm actually very good at hustling, but it didn't work for me because being in a female body, you know, I never really acknowledged that. I was, or I am different to a male body and understanding that and knowing that like I'm never meant to be functioning like a man and that through my cycles, you know, I, I have to really listen to what my body needs. You know, at times like, yes, I can hustle and go and get so much shit done. And other time when I'm bleeding, like so much downtime, so much internal time and understand what I need or what my body needs and choosing. And I'm saying the word choosing, right? Because the, the things that are happening in your life, your business, your family, your relationship, your children, they will still be there. And it's a matter of bringing the conscious presence to choose, to choose yourself. And I remember, you know, the first few times when I'm just like, okay, I just have to take care of myself first. I have to feel my cup first. And even though, you know, the beliefs are there and I know that I had to do that, you know, so much stuff coming up, so much, because it's not just our stuff, it's our ancestral stuff where women have, been, you know, on the back burner where women have to sacrifice themselves. So if you have any sort of these beliefs or wounds around prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your needs, your desires, you know, your pleasure, then I just want you to know that it's normal. And it's is about continuously and consciously choosing, choosing yourself. And know that when you're full, when you give to yourself first, 
the level of devotion, the level of giving that you can have and share with others will be so different. It's not coming from, oh, I should or I have to, it's our obligation or it's my responsibility. It's coming from, I am so full. I feel so nourished in myself, in my body. And you know what? This overflowing, you get to have it too. So when you do it for someone else, you're doing with love, not responsibility. Because the moment we do something from a place of obligation, it feels like draining. It feels exhausting. And we end up resenting that. How many of us have said yes to things that we later on resent because we didn't listen? We didn't listen to our body, to what we need. And this is big for, you know, for women who have a very strong good girl pattern or people-pleasing pattern where we kind of put everyone else first because that's how we have been conditioned to, yeah, to receive love. We have to give in order for us to receive love or approval or validation. And so I remember shifting that was huge for me, huge, because it's almost like going against everything that I was taught. And that was such a critical moment in my journey to know that if I don't give to myself, you know, none of the things that I want or I desire will manifest because I am that change that I seek. And I talk about this whole thing about giving to yourself first. I, I don't just mean when we're tired and when we're exhausted, we just, you know, plug in, recharge, you know, half our battery and keep going. I don't mean that. It's about creating a routine where every week or every day or every morning you devote to yourself. And this is a big thing I teach in sacred devotion is that you have to remember that you are a divine channel, that your body is a temple, that you are a feminine oracle. And it is the choosing to remember that you are sacred. Yeah, that you don't just come here to struggle, that you don't just come here to be, you know, a floppy, exhausted person. And I totally get, I totally get that life is busy. Like I, I get that. You know, and this is a thing though, like saying yes to all the things, all the desires. It's so possible, but it does take time. It takes time for those shifts to become more of those cellular shifts, not just, oh, yeah, I'm going to change my mindset now and expect that thing just happen organically through you just saying it like you change today. Yeah, it's through that embodiment. And I speak a lot about embodiment in my work because embodiment is being that in the body and not waiting for external things to change, not, not waiting for everything to fall into place. You have to say yes to yourself first and then everything will fall into place. 
And this is whole thing about mindset and embodiment is that they have to come together. Mindset alone is not enough. It's like you have a big garden that's full of weeds and you see there thinking, you know, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. But in reality, that doesn't change and that doesn't shift just by you saying that, right? You have to get into your body, get out into the garden and actually pull the weeds out. And this is the whole thing about embodiment is that you have to get into your body. You have to actually show up. You have to take actions. You have to lean in into the resistance. And this is big because sometimes, you know, day when you're really tired and exhausted, it's about opening up your channel into the remembering of your soul. And it is a practice like every morning, you know, get your journal out, listen to some music, dance, move, meditate, like do something for you, nourishing for your soul. And so that you can live from that place, so that your life can be created from that place, not from like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted. Like when you are in that tired, exhausted place, you don't want to create. All you want to do is just like show it all out, withdraw, and kind of stay in your own bubble. And that's okay at times. But if you are someone who continuously experiencing like burnout, my invitation for you is to really look at yeah, your beliefs around being a juicy, radiant woman. What beliefs you have around that? What comes up for you when you rest? What comes up for you when it comes to receiving? Because so much of this nourishment and juiciness and radiance and love and connection, these frequencies are in the feminine realm. Yeah, it's in the being. And so really look at those shifts from that mindset. And then the, the second thing I want to say and share with you is shifting that happens to your heart. Because our heart holds such a big key to our opening, our capacity to open and to surrender to more sexual aliveness, to more sensuality, to more pleasures. And I know that in the personal development, you know, often we don't talk about safety. You know, we kind of poo-poo safety because like, oh, you know, you need to get out of your comfort zone and leave. And yes, to all of that, but our heart, yeah, the, the level of safety that's required for us to open our heart and then open our sex is fundamental. And I say that, you know, and emphasize that because without safety, you can't open. If you force yourself to open when you don't feel safe, you can create trauma. And this is the thing about relationship and intimacy is that it requires such safety. It's subtle. It's so subtle. But we live in an animal body. Our body picks up 
things, vibes, vibrations, sensations, stimulations from the environment, from the people that we surround ourselves with. And so when we are with someone where we constantly feel like we have to be alert, that we can't be ourselves, that we can't be authentic, that we have to hide, there's no safety there to open, to deepen into trust or intimacy. And this is important for especially people pleasers and, and those who have a very strong good girl. Like I know this pattern very well because it took a long time for me to be with the kind of circle and friendship that I can feel like completely me. Like there's no hiding, it's just me. I bring all of me. And this is very important because if you are in a relationship or you are in a friendship where you can't bring all of you. So, for example, if you feel like you always have to be positive and happy all the time and you can't bring your vulnerability or your tears or kind of like your um you know, agitation or frustration or your wildness, then that's not that's not good because you can't be fully yourself. I don't know, like deep, intimate, devotional relationship. What it really requires is the fullness of you. The fullness of you. And when you can be yourself fully, the level of relaxation that happens in your body is just phenomenal. You don't have to force it. You can just be. And I'm not saying this is just about external things. So, you know, a lot of this, this, this is one of the formats as well when women just sitting there waiting for the, the conscious men to turn up. Yeah. Even in that, we are waiting. We are on the passivity end. And even if the conscious man turning up, that you wouldn't know what to do because you're not taking full responsibility to open. And what I really mean by that is you have to take responsibility to create safety within yourself. Your ability to open within your body, within yourself, then creates this feel of permission, yeah, for men to step in and to meet you in that. Versus if you don't know how to open your body, if you don't know how to deepen into safety, if you don't know how to feel juicy and alive and activate eros in your body, even if a conscious man is here, you will freak the fuck out and you will actually shut him out because you're not vibrating at that. Yeah, you're not in that calibration or alignment. And so this is a big thing because many of us have had wounds in the past around men and often we fall into like the damsel or the princess waiting, you know, waiting for the hero, waiting for daddy, you know, waiting for the conscious man to come and save us. We have to take responsibility first and foremost. And when I re reflect on my relationship with my man, like, We've been together for 13 years 
And through our our relationships, sure, we have to show up and do our work and meet each other in that. But so much of our transformation happened through, firstly, like us taking responsibility. Yeah, in me choosing to do my own work, to open my own body and him choosing to do his own work. And this is the thing. When we choose to really drop in and be with ourselves and be with our mess and be with all of these parts that we shut down or shame or judge or condemn, and we bring love in, we open our arms wide and far to these parts. Now, it doesn't matter what happened with the man. We always feel like we are enough, that we are loved, and that we have our own back. And I'm not talking about the strong women syndrome where we think, you know what, I don't need a man like it's actually not that either. There's two extreme where we feel like our, you know, our whole love and safety and pleasure are dependent on a man. And then the other spectrum where we think that, oh, you know what? I'm capable. I'm independent. I don't need a man. Like neither of those spectrum are healthy. And actually there's a middle line where we take full responsibility to create safety, to open our body and also choosing to let a man in, yeah. Because in the feminine, when you look at our yoni, our pussy, like that is our deepest place of receptivity of the masculine penetration, of live penetration. And so when we open our body, you know, we open to live, we open to love. And, we, and if we want to be met there, We have to get there first, right? We have to be willing to say yes, to stand for our values, for our standards, regardless, and not waver and not change. Yeah. And this is a thing about the heart is that, you know, for me to leave from a place where my heart is wide open, I have to be really conscious about who I'm letting in. Not everyone gets to enter into this deep place within my heart. Yeah, like there's a bouncer, you know. Danielle Laporte said that open heart, you know, big fucking fence. And that really means you have to strengthen your level of um, filtering, of qualifying, And your boundaries have to be strong as fuck. And this is the thing about boundary, right? Like we can say all these boundary things like, you know, like these are my standards and these are my boundaries. But often when it comes to relationship, so many women will actually compromise their boundaries or standards or values. And there's a reason why. Because so much of what we learn about boundaries are from the mind. The mind thinks this is what it needs. And often when you have experienced some sort of trauma in the past, the boundaries that are created from the mind are actually from a deep trauma response. 
usually a fight response. Yeah. And so those kind of boundary will feel harsh. It feel rigid. It will feel controlling. Yeah. And then when it comes to crunch time, often they collapse because it's not from a sustainable, regulated, relaxed nervous system. And so when boundary is created from a deep place of embodiment, you know, of your body, of your truth, then you don't have to force it. You know, there's no drama. This is the thing about boundaries, right? Often when people cross our boundaries, we can get like upped up and we're like, you know, you fucking did this and how dare you and all this. Like it, it feels like a big drama fest. And um, when there's a clean and clear and embodied boundary, we can clearly say our boundary. And then when it's crossed, we're like, you know what? You have to actually go. I can't tolerate these kind of behaviors. I'll give you an example because, you know, like in the past, I've gone through so many years of relationship abuse. And so I don't tolerate any kind of like violence, whether it's emotional, verbal, or sexual violence. I don't tolerate like people raising my voice towards me or you know, they're using emotional mutilation or drama or like any sort of things like that, it's out for me. And it's not even like I have to try to change the person, you know, I just walk away. It's just, it's clean. And this is the problem for so many women is that they're trying to change the other person to fit into what they believe, you know, the person should be. They're trying to change the man. And so they compromise the standards, they compromise their values. And they spend so much time trying to change, you know, the other person. You can't change your other person. You can only change yourself. You can only be responsible for yourself. And so you have to make that clear distinction and decision, is this serving you? Is this in alignment with your truth? And if it's not, you have to actually, like I said, you know, back yourself, back your standards and your values. You have to be willing to take a step back, to walk away. Yeah. And when it comes to boundaries, you know, so much of that is stepping into claiming our authority, stepping into claiming our power. This is a big thing for a lot of women because we have beliefs that saying, you know, or stating our boundaries is not a good thing because it may upset the other person. They may feel rejected. You know, they may feel disappointed, all of this stuff. And my invitation for you is to drop in deeper into the higher truth here. Anyone who has a problem with you stating your boundaries, yeah, it's a big alarm bell. I know that in friendships and in relationships, when people can respect my boundaries, I feel so much safer. And I'm not just talking in generically, I'm talking on so intimacy. When I know that my boundaries are respected, when I know that 
my boundaries are honored. I feel so much more relaxed in my system because I don't have to fight. I don't have to protect myself. I know that the moment I say stop or the moment I say no, it's celebrated. I can fully go in. I can fully submit and surrender and be in flow with the present moment. And also the thing about boundaries is that you'd be surprised how many men say that they just love, absolutely love that a woman can say no. Yeah. No is a sacred word in sacred devotion. Like no is celebrated because here's why. When a woman can say no, a man can fully trust that she has got herself, that he can meet her in uncertain terrain and that he he can just be free. He doesn't have to babysit her. He doesn't have to like tiptoeing around what's good and what's not good. Like she it's clear in her communication of what she needs, what she desires and what her boundaries are. And that's for me is where you get to experience like freedom and liberation in relationship. You don't have to have this codependent, you know, kind of relating where I'm like, oh, I'll babysit your needs, you know, in exchange for you babysitting mine. Like that's fucked. That's that's not good. That's not healthy, right? And so us choosing to step into our power, into our womb and claim this part and claim our boundaries are really important for us saying yes to being the juicy woman. Yeah, because when we can say no, then we can fully let go. When we we can surrender into pleasure, into juice and know, yeah, know our boundary, know where we can play. And then obviously when it comes to juiciness, um, working with our sex center is so crucial and so important because for many women, you know, we have experienced some sort of trauma or pain in the past when it comes to sex, yeah. And remember, our body holds memories, deep cellular memories. And so for many of us, we never grew up with proper sex education. And when I say sex education, I don't just mean a penis and a hole. I mean boundary and consent. I mean body sensitivity. I mean, you know, prepping your body, you know, for it to feel ready, safe, relaxed, to open. We've never been taught how to really stay with our pleasure. Yeah, a lot of the time we rely on external weather. It's like, you know, vibrators or men's penis. Um, and so much of that has actually distorted our ability to generate pleasure and life force from within. Because pleasure in the most simplest term is just sensations, sensations in the body. And this is why I really encourage for women to work with their emotions because for me, feelings and emotions are also sensations and energies in the body. When we shut down 
feelings like grief or anger or sadness or agitation or frustration and we put on a smile, that kind of performative pattern. And so reflect in the bedroom, in intimacy, because when we feel unsafe, when we feel there's like anger coming up or when we feel agitation coming up in our body, in the bedroom, and I'm not saying let something happen, it's just sometimes we feel that, right? Our body is signaling to us something is out, something is out of alignment, something needs to happen to bring back that safety. And when we don't listen and we put on a smile and we keep going, this level of performative pattern shows up in intimacy where we put on a smile and we allow penetration where we're not ready. Yeah, we say yes, even though deep down it's a no. And how many of you can relate to this where we're in situation where we allow a man in when clearly we're not ready? I've done that. I know so many women have done that. And it creates this level of distrust with our body. Our body doesn't trust us to say no, yeah, to, to take it slow, to ask for what we need or what we desire. So often it shuts itself because it's like a, a protective mechanism. And this is why we often experience numbness or frozenness when it comes to sex is a body kind of like protective mechanism. And so staying with what you experience right now in this moment is the key to open to so much more pleasure. Yeah, the thing about working with pleasure, we don't just go for pleasure itself because pleasure organically will happen when you feel relaxed, when you feel regulated, when you feel safe. You don't have to force it. We are orgasmic beings. It will happen. You just have to let go of trying to make it happen. And this is the thing about feminine pleasure. The moment you have an agenda, the moment you have an outcome, the moment you seek for pleasure, good luck. Our body shuts because it does take time. And this is where so much of the unlearning needs to happen, right? It does take time. And we have to firstly give ourselves that time, not forcing it. And so in that moment, you know, checking in with yourself, what do you need? Opening your heart safety, opening your body, feeling into if you need to communicate boundary, these sort of things, like they're all linked together. And when it comes to sex, it's not just sex. When your body is not fully open, yeah, pleasure can't flow. Energy can't flow. And so when we talk about women having, you know, multiple orgasms or different kind of orgasms, like that doesn't happen when all we focus on is to localize pleasure just to the vaginal area, right? Like everything is linked and is connected. So our emotions, you know, our heart, 
you know, where's our mind? Like if if you're having sex and your mind's, you know, like thinking about like, oh, i got to do the laundry. Oh, my God, let's just get in and get it over with. Yeah, you're not going to enjoy the kind of like ecstasy and pleasures that are available for you in your body. Deep intimacy requires so much presence. Yeah, and where every time we talk about presence is often, you know, like I want a man's present. I want him to be present with me. Are you even present with yourself to the sensation and, you know, feelings here in your body? Are you staying with that? Are you being the rock that you want men to be for you? Are you showing up for yourself in those vulnerable moments? Yeah. Are you showing up fully yourself unapologetically, whether there's a man there or not? The moment you say yes to yourself and you claim that and you step into that, men will meet you there. Again, it's an organic vibrational match to your being. And for me, being juicy women is being a well-fucked woman. And what I mean by that is it's not just about men. This never is just about men. It's about us. Yeah, like so pull your energy back into yourself and deeply know that this is about you and life, that this level of devotion, that this level of intimacy and love that you want is between you and life. When you are open, when you are ready to allow life in, life Yeah, because life ultimately is the divine masculine. When you're alive to come in and penetrate you so deeply in your heart, in your womb, in your soul, in your sex, that, in that moment, you feel life moving through you. You feel the juiciness, the radiance, the aliveness that's here. Yeah, and life wants to do that for you. I often joke that, you know, life is like my sugar daddy. And there's a freedom in that, in pulling everything back and focusing on you. Because the truth is, woman, yeah, you only live once. This life, sure, your soul may go on another journey, but in this moment, in this physical form, This life is your one chance. And you don't know what tomorrow is going to be. So may as well, may as well live the most juicy, epic, amazing, incredible life possible. May as well. Yeah. There's one chance. Go, enjoy, live, indulge. Feel yourself up. Let yourself be penetrated so deeply and fucked wide open to God and to life and to men and to all the things that you desire. May as well. And so I want to end this podcast with an invitation for you. And maybe this is a journaling question for you to ponder and reflect on. What does it mean for you? to say yes to all the things that you desire, 
to be the most alive, radiant, turn on and juicy as fuck women. Yeah, I'll leave you with that. So I'm off to celebrate my 35th birthday with my beautiful man and, yeah, 35 and juicy and I'm saying yes to all the things. And I invite for you, if you call, you know, to reach out, to, to go on a journey with me, this is going to be wild. Yeah. So, so, so much love for you and I look forward to sharing with you more on future episodes. Oh, 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 oh,